What's up, everyone? How you doing? On our play for this week, we talk about the latest Switch 2 rumors and our big ones for Nintendo's next console. Something goes glitchy in the latest tease for the next play PlayStation, for the next Pokemon Presents. Uh, and then we get into, will Boulder's Game 3 be the sleeper hit RPG of the year? And then we'll talk about some Call of Duty Season 5 stuff, because you know you like that. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 30 of Press X Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy A.k.a. I got all the bullets in the mag and I'm ready to go because it's Havoc time. I mm. am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. What does EMF stand for? Sun's out, guns out. Oh, look at them guns! Hey, uh, editor, I... put uh, some muscles in there for me. <laughs> if I was any more light-skinned, I'd call the cops on you. You know what I mean? Because no black man should have them guns out like that. Okay, okay. Well, I was. <laughs> no, I'm still worried. I'm still worried. You know you're going hey, everyone, it's okay. It, that, that's a black joke. Only, only black people can call the cops on black people. It's a thing. Well, it shouldn't be a uh, thing. I wish everybody else had heard about that rule. <laughs> no. No, they take it seriously. Uh, all right. This is Press X Star Gamers Digest. We, this, Thing right here is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3-ish p.m. What up, YouTube? How you doing? You doing good? We're doing good, too. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. You can do us a solid and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversation by going to PressX2Suck.com slash Discord. There, you can be like the others who have joined our conversations and we all laugh together. It's a good time. You should do it. If you're bored, you got nothing to do, you need some people to talk to about video games. Hey, sometimes we talk about bestiality in a weird way. I mean, it's not always a thing that we talk about, it's because of Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. It's too late. It's live. <laughs> All right, now you know who we are and what this thing is. We can jump into this week in the gaming news. I almost said this week in gaming, but that's something else. All right, uh, number one. Nintendo Switch 2 display and storage specs rumor services alongside August announcements claim. This comes from notebookcheck.net news. And this is specifically from Daniel R. Deacon? Deacon? Deacon. We'll go with that. I hope that's right. Sorry, sir, if it's not for ma'am. All right, so uh, there's new, new reports about the Nintendo Switch 2 have surfaced with the well-known Nate the Hate YouTube channel. Well-known to from quite, Huh? Well, to yeah, I, I've never heard of this person either. <laughs> Actually, I should... Uh, I'll look into them and see what, what that's about. Mm. All right, um, offering quite a few details. Via Reddit, uh, while there are some mentions of things like a 3D Mario game being launched alongside the next-gen Switch, another suggestion of the late of a late 2024 launch. So what they're saying is that the launch title will be the 3D Mario that we were all kind of hoping that we would see at least some kind of tease to in the last Nintendo Direct. 
And then they're also saying this is going to launch in the fall of, well, yeah, late 2024. So fall of 2024. This is actually, um, um good. No, I was going to say this looks like a, just a lot of speculation. I'm looking at the channel. He has like 20,000 subscribers and. Oh, okay, okay. hundred. So there's a lot of speculation. I mean, we can speculate actually, ourselves actually, what we think it will, will, you know, what it'll be. Yeah. So I've actually heard about that fall 2024 launch date. And I think. Because we, we I think we that's just a good, this. reasonable guess. It's been seven years at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, apparently. OK, so oh, let me finish this and we can actually talk about it. So. Yeah. And the subject of a LCD screen being present brought up again. So, yeah. So it's instead of Nintendo forking over the money for OLED screen, they're going to most likely use an LCD screen because of cost. You know, Nintendo's good about cost savings. Um, And then the last big thing about this is that this hybrid console. So hopefully the Switch stays a hybrid console and it doesn't do anything crazy. Uh, it will come with a eight inch, uh, an eight inch display and up to five twelve gigabytes of storage. So the current switch is a six point two inch display. Yeah, six point two inch display. The OLED model is a seven inch display, and then the current switch storage is a thirty two gig. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Okay. And 64 get 64 storage for the OLED model. So yeah, that's all that for the Switch 2 rumors. Okay. Um so yes, as you were saying, Sean, continue. Um this is just logical speculation. Yeah. I don't see it having uh 512 of internal flash. Maybe like <clears throat> um 128. Why would they spend the money when they could just let you get your own SD cards again or whatever by to, yourself. you know, build up your own storage to whatever. They just have to not limit it to, you know, X amount of terabytes or whatever. Um, yeah. LCD might not even be them being cheap. It's more so battery life versus, uh, you know, screen type savings. Because uh, that's the reason why they didn't go with uh, OLED for the Steam Deck. Like, mm-hmm. all of this is just a lot of logical speculation. but. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll see it at some point. I agree with you in terms of the uh, the reasonings for going with the LCD screen versus the OLED screen, and I think battery is a good thing to pin as like, oh yeah, that that makes sense because I think the OLED model doesn't have a better battery um, time than the the OG switch. so another part of the old rumor that I think we actually touched on this uh, at a previous podcast or whatever, but um, it's supposed to have the same power as a PS4 slash Xbox One. So that generation is is what they're ideally targeting for the power of this Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called. I think that's good. And I think that actually gets into why they might go with the 512 gigabyte route, because I think that's just going to be like, OK, well, we have this extra power that means our games are naturally just going to be bigger and they want to have that be the standard. And I think even nowadays, like 512 gigabytes of space isn't that expensive compared yeah. to when the Switch launched seven years ago. 
Do you mean? I think that just kind of makes a bit more sense to me at least. Um, and I also have like, we can note on it saying that it's going to be a hybrid console. So the hope is that Nintendo understand what they have with the Switch and don't go crazy and try to make something completely new because I think everyone just wants a essentially like a Steam Deck version of the Switch, like something that is a bit more powerful, but also handheld. What's your thoughts on that? With with uh with Nintendo and backwards compatibility, um I don't know. But just just I, it being like a hybrid console. Like do you still want it to be a hybrid thing or would you want it to be like a docked console? That 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 plays into the backwards compatibility though. Oh um, okay, okay. Oh I see. Because it would have to support the Switch, you know, original Switch games because some of them only worked in docked versus docked mode. There's a very select few, but um I was gonna say it would be nice if it's another hybrid system, but uh mm-hmm. With every, I, I want to say every generation or every other generation, Nintendo has done something different as far as uh, controllers and what have you. Yes, they have motion controls and whatnot, but yeah, as far as controller interface and gimmicks and stuff, they introduce something or they try to introduce something new uh, every other generation. So they almost get a small pass if some things don't have a uh, backwards compatibility element to it just because... right. You know, unless they're going to be selling uh, controllers, which they love to resell you shit. Um, so I actually what I'm going to I'm going to change this um, our, our, our our show notes real quick. I'm just going to add the uh, switch sales it, thing man. up to the top because I think it's just just do it. Yeah. All right. So um, to your thing about them, you know, flipping the script every like, I don't know, mm-hmm. every once in a while or every other generation or whatever, I think. Generally. I could see that ha- generally. I think that's going to happen, but I think the Switch is a special case where it would make more sense for them to do a follow up like Switch Two or like a Super Switch or something versus taking a a different direction. Like, especially because right now, this comes from Forbes. The Switch has now sold 129 million units worldwide. That is a ridiculous number, and as we were saying, the Switch has been out for seven years. Um, so this is it, from Ali. And it always made more Carter. sense for them to do a thing and then they pivot and do the other thing. Like, yeah, of course, it's but, easy for them. They're, they're not competing with Sony and Microsoft as far as let me just make them top tier. You know, they're always they're in their own bracket or whatever. Yeah. yeah. A- after the Wii, because technically the GameCube was one of the more powerful consoles versus a uh, Xbox and PS2. Yeah, in, the in some processing aspects, they went from GameCube to Wii, right? There was something yeah. in between. Yeah, okay. and they saw that that ain't that ain't the wave, so they went a different direction. And so, but like, if you if you go if you go uh, uh, backwards from the uh, GameCube, you have like Nintendo, then they have the Super Nintendo, then you have the like DS, 64. and they have the 3DS, and like the yeah. all those branches of it. So like. There is some um, evidence of them iterating on their previous console and just doing like a better version of it. Yeah. But I think, I think, looking at Nintendo's past, it is very interesting to to think like, okay, are they going to make the uh, boring but like ideal choice of making a Switch Two, or are they going to be like, nah, 
we're going to have a weird Nintendo decision and we're going to do our own thing. And it's going to be like a Nintendo ball or something that like, yeah, is all gesture controls or some craziness. So, yeah, I, I'm on the camp of I hope that this switch Two is a switch Two because I am really enjoying mm-hmm. my time with the switch and I just would like it to be a bit more beefier, like everything else is 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 fine where i'm at at least um so yeah yeah um the last the thing xbox was only about. slightly just a quick footnote the xbox the original mm-hmm. xbox was only very slightly more powerful than the uh, gamecube but the gamecube was more powerful oh. than um ps2 but i think with that it just showed them powers and everything let's focus on our franchises because playstation yeah. was PS2 was one of the weaker ones of those three and was still kicking in everybody's teeth. So yeah, I, I think yeah, that's that, why that's they found point. a niche. They found a niche to focus on their franchises and doing different things that are more suited to them. But go ahead. And there's also the whole idea of the Wii, the 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 hidden gem behind the Wii was their whole like blue ocean strategy. And it was like, all right, well, we'll just target a different market and see yeah. how that does. And it was it did gangbusters for them. But uh, yeah, the last thing I want to just mention, or we can talk about, is like, what do you see the pricing for this? It is very, very early in terms of like, you know, we're just still dealing with rumors. But as it is right now, the OLED is three hundred and fifty dollars. The Switch uh, OG is three hundred, and then the Light is two hundred. Um, do you see a world where? Yeah, three hundred okay. to three fifty. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, do you see a world where they like? drop a $400 console because I, I I just don't see that being a possibility. Why would I think, somebody I actually think, buy that? Exactly, yeah. Like I think they can definitely do the 350 if they have the LCD screen but 512 gigabytes and this thing is just a bit more beefier than the Switch in terms of its power. So I think that the 350 actually might fit in a good range. And then the OLED can be like dropped down to like they will launch it at three hundred to three fifty and never get a price cut because the Switch has never gotten a price cut. Um, True. Well, the Switch has never gotten. The Switch a price has never cut. gotten. A, it never got a price cut. Yes, but I think. Well, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I. They, I, they, they came I, out of Switch Lite. Well, they less did. Features, they did exactly. Yeah. Cheaper. The Switch has yeah. never gotten a price cut, and they never right. cut the price of their games. They will launch yeah, it. When I'm, they I'm launch just. That. Yeah, I think I think what I'm thinking, like in my head, is like, okay, well, if this new switch comes out, then the switch and that, those models will get a price cut to just adjust. No, that's that's clearing inventory. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, the next thing, the next Pokemon Presents event will air next week. Uh, for those who is who is watching this on Sunday, the day that we are b- making this, yes, it is next week, Tuesday. For anyone else who's watching this, I don't know, this week coming up. Yeah, just check it out. You you might have you might see this after the Pokemon Presents thing. It doesn't matter. We're talking about this right now. So the Pokemon Presents is going to be 35 minutes long. And it also teased this cool trailer. Yeah, so as you just saw, it was a weird glitch thing that's happening. DJ show we don't going. know exactly, huh? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know exactly what this means, 
Um, no one has cracked the code yet in terms of is this is like teasing like some kind of Pokemon or some kind of weird event thing that could be happening for Pokemon. So it kind of got everyone buzzing about what's going to happen on Tuesday. I am interested to know what's going to happen on Tuesday. I am interested to see what this Pokemon presents is going to really uh, amount to because as is right now, I think Pokemon is a very weird place. It is successful, but I think word of mouth has pretty much killed a lot of buzz for Scarlet and Violet um, in terms of its performance on the Switch and how badly that's been. There's been updates with the DLC it's been releasing. I think this, the next DLC they're going to have is also going to throw a lot of bug fixes in there. That's going to help the game more, but, you know, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where Scarlet and Violet is like, oh yeah, you should definitely get into it now because it's fixed. I just, I, I think they're doing the best they can and the best they can is what they have right now, which is mediocre. Um, so with this Pokemon Presents, Sean, hmm? what do you want to see from this? Are we just seeing DLC? Uh, is it? Well, yeah, but they're they're teasing something, so it's possible that we'll see something that is new or something that is like, oh, this is interesting. Um, well, I mean, so I just did a freeze frame on like that little flash of whatever that pops up on the screen. It's just the Pokemon M logo in person. It is the M, yeah. But the 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 weird thing of like, why you need to do that? Like, just do a normal Pokemon present. Like, everyone's gonna show up because it's Pokemon. So it's like for them to be doing something that's like very, very. I don't think there has been something like this before in any of the marketing in terms of like, oh, look at that. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think it's a possibility that this can be like something pretty like cool. When the Scarlet and Violet um, come Last year. Early last year? No. Late last year, because early last year was Pokemon Legends, right? I, didn't even t- I mean, they came out in the same year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So I think early last year was Pokemon Legends, and November fall last year was. Okay, there we go. Um, so speaking of Legends, there are. An... I don't. I don't think it's time for a new one. Well, there is rumors that there's supposed to be uh, a new Legends. I don't remember where it's supposed to be set, but like. I think in the time scale, it would be kind of weird for them to do a new Legends to release this year. I think the focus would be just getting out the Scarlet and Violet DLC because I, I I feel like that studio has been heads down in the Scarlet and Violet content and whatever bug fixes okay. they've been able to do. Um, there's also the the talks of another Pokemon remake, and I think Black and White is should be up next in terms of clearing out that genre mm-hmm. or that okay yeah they do one every three years so realistically okay. we're not supposed to see another one until 2024 2025 so, okay okay so this could be a tease for something next year possibly yeah probably like a uh yeah. let me see we had ultra sun ultra moon we had brilliant diamond and shining pearl so we'll probably see like a a black and white remake if that's gonna come with something Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so. I think because black and white was like kind of the was kind of my like reintroduction in back into Pokemon. 
So yep. I do have a lot of like fonder memories of black and white. And it'd be cool to see what a remake to that looks like. And if they, I'd actually see, I'd like to see them do, because there's a lot of talks about, it'd be cool to see Pokemon take the Octopath Traveler to like 2.5D or whatever they call it, that art style and put in a Pokemon. I think if they do something similar to that, but not make it so, for lack of better words, ugly, I, I'm not I'm not that big <laughs> a fan of like how Octopath Traveler looks like. But I think if they take that style and make it their like and merge that into the Pokemon style, I think that'd be a kind of a cool thing to see. But yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, I. I I also got it before we jump to the next thing. I also got to say, uh, Pokemon Sleep. That was something that everyone was kind of looking forward to. It released, and I hope we don't oh, see yeah. anything on that from here because it it was horrible. There was microtransactions in it, and people were like, "Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this?" So yeah, it's just what possible microtransactions could you have to go to sleep? You would think, right? Yeah, drink your verification like, again. Like what the fuck? Yeah, oh, and then like there's another thing about it where um, you have to. Oh, what did I say? You have to. Oh, skipping my mind. Oh, for the for the the app, the track, you have to plug it in, but then leave it on your bed, and people are like, "That's the quickest way for your phone to, to catch you on fire." Like, what are you doing? Well, so, to be fair, they're not the only sleep tracking app that does that. So exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I think other, it's one of those things where people are just poking fun and yeah. not really understand. Like, well, that's the only way that the app is going to work on your phone. It's not going to tell that you're moving around and doing all types of craziness. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not really doing all that great, but it's it's trying its best. So yeah. All right. Uh, hold on now. Hold on now. You're going way too quick. You're going, going way too fast there. I'm over here trying to load up the next video. I see people just... talking about the frame rate is slow and laggy. You're supposed or... to be sleeping, motherfucker, <laughs> for the sleep app. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of all the things. Yeah, why are you watching that? Oh, you try to lay still as possible and just look at it. Just. <laughs> Graphics on this are trash. I told you people just complain about graphics on everything. Six out of ten. This thing sucks. <laughs> well, you're not we'll never to sleep again. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh number three. Boulders Gate 3 has say Boulders Gate 3 already has one of Steam's highest concurrent player counts ever. This from this comes from Eurogamer.com a la. That's an image credit. It's not the actual person. All right. Vicky Blake. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3 is out and it has um, taken over Steam by Storm. I'm reading from the article. We already knew the highly anticipated DD role player. Role player? DD role player. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3 was doing well on Steam. It had racked up an impressive player peak of more than. 472,000 people in the first day on sale. That's awesome. But now one of Steam's most successful games ever. According to Steam DB, as of this morning, Sunday, today, they were recording, 
Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 has broken into Steam's top 10 most played games. It has amassed a staggering 712,281 concurrent players, becoming Steam's ninth biggest game ever in terms of concurrent player counts. That means Baldur's Gate 3 is now eclipsed the concurrent Steam player peaks for games like Valheim, <laughs> Goose Goose Duck, Goose Goose Duck, sure, the Steam, and Respawn's Apex Legends. That's that's a really big feat. And this is a single, uh, single-ish player game. Yeah. But this is also just Steam. So, you know. Why is Goose Goose Duck on the list? What the f- <laughs> What's going on here? You ain't ever heard of Goose Goose Duck, shot? <laughs> it has an all-time peak of 700,000. What was? What's going on, PC gaming? <laughs> y'all, y'all star for content? <laughs> Yo, what is, wait, wait, okay. I, I just uh let me okay we're gonna get the goose goose duck because <laughs> go ahead I don't I'm know just, what that is I am after this all the after this because I already got this video loaded up so we're we're gonna talk about this video first or talk about Baldur's Gate first and then get the goose goose duck because we gotta figure out what goose goose duck is this is taking I don't even know what it is anyways anyways so yeah Baldur's Gate three is also currently the second most played game of the last twenty four hours behind only Steam's stalwart csgo oh that's pretty impressive so yes boulder gates 3 boulders gate 3 has indeed taken the pc world by storm uh the console release is i believe september 6th the same day or very very close to star starfield's release um i will say right now this is a game that Maybe like last year at this time, I, I would have mm-hmm. not been interested in. I would have been like, ah, oh, whatever, it's cool, it's RPG, whatever. I have been knee deep in like D and D campaign podcast stuff, and I this this game has spoken to. I haven't played it yet because it's PC and I don't, I don't do PC. This game has spoken to me in a way of like I have been completely surprised. Like this year, as I said before. This year has truly been my year of gaming, and I am really, really interested in this game once it comes out. So I, before I mentioned of, I was going to get Starfield or figure out how to get an Xbox console and then get Starfield because I'm not going to play it on PC again. I don't do PC. Um, but now I think I might just get Baldur's Gate, and then Jordan can can have. Starfield, and I think Marcus said he's gonna um, mess with it a little bit too. But uh, yeah, this is just oh man, like there was a I don't. It's D and D, guys. If you don't know what D and D is, look it up. I'm not gonna spend the time to really explain it because Dungeons it's really, really and Dragons. Thing. Yes, and the the big thing about Dungeons and Dragons is the dice roll. Like the dice will affect everything you do in the game. And there was a there's a there's been a video circulating about a squirrel that you encounter in the world. And essentially everything in this world is interactable in terms of if there is a door and the door has a key and you don't have the key, you can just be like, all right, whatever. And sit there and just beat the door down because the door has a health bar. And you can just destroy mm-hmm. the door that way. And like, you can just do, you can interact with the world in like many different ways. So back to this squirrel. So in the video that I saw, the, <laughs> the person encountered the squirrel was trying to talk to the squirrel the squirrel attacked the person 
and then the person had a dice roll and the dice roll was to, to determine what the reaction is going to be based off of the person's dexterity, which is part of the person's like uh, skills or whatever. And the person rolled a 20. If you don't know what 20 means in D&D, that is a critical success. That means if you're doing a combat thing, you'll do double damage. That means you have thoroughly passed whatever checks you had to do. And in this game, in this moment, the person kicked the squirrel so hard as a reaction that it one exploded and then the body launched and bounced off of a tree. And it was just like, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so, like, I think Boulder's Gate 3 is going to be. Oh, I, I think there was a. Um, there was a story that came out like maybe a week or so, maybe two weeks or so, yeah. about um, there's like 150 plus hours of CG cutscenes in the game, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, wow. this is insane!" And it's just like the reason why there's that that much content or that much CG in the game is because like you can do a bunch of different stuff where like they're just kind of accounting for all of that. So it's like, "Oh, that's really dope!" Like that's that's you don't see that in this era yeah and apparently there's no microtransactions i think there's one dlc thing if you got like the deluxe edition whatever you know yeah yeah Uh, it's no there's no forced online play so it's getting a lot of good uh, reviews as well because Mm -hmm. speaking of reviews on right now on open critic it sits at a 93 and on metacritic it sits at a 94 so before this game launched it the conversation that i was having with everyone was like all right well if anything starfield will probably win rpg of the year and it's like maybe not because i don't think starfield is going to be as deep of an rpg as this game is and i haven't heard about this having any a lot of bugs yet i'm not gonna say any true and the reason for that is because this game has been in early access for like three years. <laughs> so mm. they have been polishing the game. Like, I will say that the early access period has been like the first, I guess, six hours or so in the uh, first chapter of the game. Yep. So it is very, it's very possible that once more people play the rest of the game, they're like, oh, well, the last, the, 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 you know, the other chapters aren't as like interesting as the first chapter. So. Yeah. That part is kind of like a, a wait and see. And then the, the last like thing that's been kind of um uh how you say interesting is when you're doing the character creator in this game, you can do no clothes to see what your character looks like. And mm-hmm. much like in Cyberpunk, they will show you the genitalia. And everyone has been like, oh my god, it's a <laughs> penis. And it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where people just, just being people and trying to create content on the internet, much like us, much like um, us. So I, I did some looking. Goose Goose Duck is basically a, an Among Us uh, like clone. That's why oh, it has so many, okay. and it's free to play. So that's why it has so many players. And um, I see, I see. Apex would be higher, but you don't have to play it through Steam, so. Exactly, exactly. It has its own launcher as well as being able to play it through Steam. So, you know, whatever. Oh, it has its own. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, a, a, bunch of, a, a bunch of games on Steam do have, you know, separate launchers that you can play it through. So, mm-hmm. 
Wiggity mm-hmm. wiggity. Okay, okay. What is your um what's your feelings on Baldur Gate 3? Um, I'm not a huge fan. I don't mind them. I used to play uh would you call it Western RPG, Western fantasy RPG type stuff? Like Yeah, we'll just say Western RPG. I yeah. think they call they call Baldur's Gate like a CRPG, and I'm not sure what the C stands for. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, it's, it looks cool, but I don't want to spend that much time in a game. I'm, I'm kind of done with the long-ass games like that, and not even because I'm a father now, because, I mean, I, I, I sit on... <laughs> I work from home. Yeah, and uh, as DJ sees, I'm on my PlayStation pretty much all day now. I I don't move my laptop to where my game, you know, my PlayStation is. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to spend that much time in one damn game, to be honest. Yeah. Unless it's like yeah. uh, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty. You know, yeah. granted, yeah, like if it's not a competitive game, like I don't want to play a story based game. I know you can do multiple things in that, but it's just that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, I, like that's. But I'm glad I'm, to get. I'm totally there with you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm totally there with you in terms of like, man, this is going to be a long time sink, and it's just like, am I even going to finish this game? But like, I'm I'm looking at that because I'm looking at that in that like that can be a thing where I could play like, I don't know, like five hours. Yeah. in a week or so of that and then like put it down play like spider-man play like armor core and then come back to it and play like another five hours because because it's a um rpg it's a turn-based rpg yeah it is a thing of like all right well i don't necessarily have to remember like i don't have to have like muscle memory for this game i don't it's not uh, like a yeah. twitch shooter so it's a thing like i can i can probably return to it and be fine where it's like looking at like final fantasy 16 where like i put that down I am, I'm, I'm pretty close to beating Zelda right now, and like going back to that is just gonna be like, all right, I gotta, cause I don't want to play the beginning again. So it's definitely gonna be a thing of just me like playing, fighting little monsters to kind of remember how the flow of this game goes, and then try to yeah. beat it and clear it before Armor Core. <laughs> That's the hope. That's the hope. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, before we uh. Before we get into EA's promise with the next Battlefield, hey, listener, we hope you are enjoying this content as much as we enjoy having the content for you to enjoy. So do us a favor by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. I nailed it. Um, After you do that, or before you do that, probably after you do that, can you also go to your phone, look into your apps, uh, and then listen to our podcast. Yeah, do that. You can do it at the same time, actually. I'm waiting. Do it. Mm-hmm. Now. All right, cool. Now that you did that, pause the podcast. Leave us a review on the podcast service you're using your app podcast. Either one works, either one's fine, and we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review. Uh, if you want, you can join our Discord by going to pressxnumber2.com slash Discord. There, as I said at the start of the show, you can join our conversations, laugh, 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 ha, 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 and probably give your thoughts on bestiality. Again, it was because of Bulge Gate 3. It's not that we normally talk about that stuff. It's just part of all the gates. All right, there we go. All right, uh, now that we're done. Yes. Now that we're done with that. Let us jump in to number four. 
EA, ooh, 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 things loading. All right, EA promises next Battlefield will be in reimagining, reimagination with a connected ecosystem, but fans aren't sure they want that. This comes from Hope Bellingham. Belling, Bellingham. Nailed it. All right. Oh, and this is uh, Games Radar Plus. I'm not sure if I said that or not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, essentially, EA has said the next Battlefield game will be a reimagination of the series, but fans aren't convinced it's a good thing. As reported during EA's Q1 2024 earnings conference call, uh, the company plans to reinvent Battlefield again with the next game in the series. According to this call, <laughs> according to the call transcript, EA CEO Andrew Wilson says that a reimagination of Battlefield is as truly connect, no, as a truly connected ecosystem was on the way on the topic of the company's upcoming investments. This isn't the first time we've heard this kind of talk from EA. Earlier this year, Wilson also spoke about Battlefield, explaining that the company plans to bring Battlefield back in, back in an entirely new way in the future. They while align, say what? I said they need not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which aligns pretty closely with the more recent reimagining reimagination claims. All right, there was a lot of talk about reimagination. Okay, so. Yes, if you played or know Battlefield 2042, that was the last Battlefield that was launched, and it pretty much kind of died on the vein on the vine because it didn't really work as intended. There's a lot of bugs, and it launched, and then people just kind of left it, and then the game died. Um, I want to almost say like that was kind of a reimagination of Battlefield before. So I think the last game before that was like Battlefield One, five or, or Battlefield One or whatever, or five. I don't know. Their 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 order, their ordering of the games is is weird to me. But um, yeah. So Sean, I'm gonna point this to you as the Call of Duty Apex Legend Valorant, if you could play it, uh, first person shooter guy. Mm-hmm. What could Battlefield do? Also, you played Battlefield 2 in the past. What could Battlefield, um, I don't know, I'm going to call it Battlefield R as reimagination. What could Battlefield R do for you to get you to download the game? As the one fan said from the subreddit, just make an effing normal Battlefield game. <laughs> don't reinvent the wheel. It's simple. Go back to the basics. Stay there. They could have refined. Uh... Like three to four was fine. They just mm-hmm. made three bigger, and they added a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even gonna say they added it. Um, they 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 always had some level of destruction to buildings and what have you. I believe. Um, yeah. they saw Call of Duty was going back to World War Two with uh you know Call of Duty WW two. They said, all right, we're gonna go do World War One now. You know, like they don't. They keep on. I feel like they keep on trying to chase after the Call of Duty crowd, and yes, they need not to. Uh, yeah, Halo wasn't made chasing down Call of Duty crowd, and they found their own niche. Uh, yep. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just just make a regular ass game. Stop trying to throw in gimmicks. Build on what works and throw out what didn't instead of trying to read. 
Instead of trying to throw out literally everything, you know, we yeah. didn't need classes with. I don't want to say they had powers, but like, I don't know, whatever, man. 20, 2022 <laughs> is decent, apparently. I haven't gone back to it yet because I was just so disappointed in it. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the, the streamers that I follow for uh, DMZ content, his name is Westy. He plays with uh, you know, the guy named Stodd and, and Onik, and, and um, there's another person. Fixate. There you go. Um, Westy, he actually came from Battlefield. So he came from Battlefield. I guess he played 2020, 2042, like him and Stodd, and they didn't like it. It was a mess. And they jumped from Battlefield to Call of Duty. And it was a thing of like, they keep saying, they, they say all the time, like, yeah, if, if Battlefield was fixed, if it worked, we'd play Battlefield. Cause like they love, they love the, 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 you know, moment to moment of Battlefield. We were playing Invasion in a ground war earlier. And I'm like, this is Battlefield. <laughs> this is Battlefield light. Like they have yeah. tanks and all types of vehicles, but only one person can shoot. And no, oh, just mm-hmm. you can't upgrade the vehicles in Call of Duty the same way you can. Yeah. Call of Duty just got a specific feel. And if Battlefield wants to look for anything to copy from, they need to look for that same feel but keep their their uh fundamentals for lack of a better word like we don't have an idea of when this next battlefield game is going to come out but if it's going to come out in the next like two years or something Uh i think i really think because because battlefield 2042 dropped the ball in their battle royale mode because that was supposed to come out it got delayed and by the time it came out like no one really cared too much about Battle Royale. And even at this point, like, as I said, as I said some months ago, when we were first talk about DMZ, I said Extraction Shooters is going to be the next, yeah. like, thing, thing. That, yeah. Yeah, that everyone's going to make. And lo and behold, that's the thing that people are starting to make now. And it's just like, Battlefield has the opportunity of, jumping into this market no they don't hopefully hopefully because i think like with the destructible environments and like just like the general battlefield thing because like i played a little bit a little bit of battlefield and it was fine i you just liked it? The, i did i liked it it's just the movement because battlefield is different from call of duty like that movement that is between the two games it just kind of messed me up a little bit and like you have to play it more i think exactly because i'm able to to switch between both um yeah yeah. regardless i don't see them pivoting the only studio dev team that i've seen been able to pivot this fast and that's literally because of the sheer number of people have and the money that they throw at it is epic with uh fortnite yeah because they were making a whole ass different game with save the world and then uh They saw PUBG and said, oh, hit the fork and <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I definitely I agree with you on that in terms of like how quickly uh, Epic has been able to pivot. I just like I would I would I want Battlefield to come back and do well, because I think right now. Call of Duty doesn't really have any competition in the same way that Battlefield was a competition, because like, I mean, 
we we jokingly like point at Apex and stuff, but like Apex is a different game. Like Apex yeah. is not doing the same stuff that Call of Duty is doing. Like Valorant's not doing the same stuff that Call of Duty is doing. And it's just like Battlefield was that game that made Infinity War, Treyarch, now Sledgehammer Games have to uh like step up and be like, okay, well, that was really cool that the thing that Battlefield did. Let's let's try to do this thing and like actually like put effort into it instead of now where it's just like, all right, we're good. Like, you know, it's Call of Duty. People are gonna play Call of Duty. Like people are not gonna stop yeah. playing Call of Duty unless like something happens to this, the, the client or whatever. So yeah. Um yeah, that's that. That's that. Uh last up, but not least up. Target confirms PS5 console will drop to just $450 this weekend, guys. Mm. So, oh, wait, this weekend, what, when was this dated? August 4th. Oh, my God, it happened. It's happening right now. If you are listening to this right now, you are in a blessed spot where you can go get yourself a PS5 if you don't have one. Or if you have one, you can just get another one if you have $450 just laying around. Do it. Do it before this all gets bought up by some. AI scam people. <laughs> so um, before the podcast, uh, Sean and I was looking to this, and it's also confirmed on PlayStation Direct Store. So PS5 is now $450. We don't know if this is a well, thing that will... Well, to be clear, hmm? if you find it digital, it is also 350 So there's that. Yes. If you, if you find the digital... Then you could also buy a lottery ticket because you, your luck is on fire right now. So you might be able to cash out on that as well. Um, so yeah, PS Five now is 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 four fifty. Um, I think this is interesting. Uh, there is a couple of ways that you can look at this. I think I'm looking at this in the way of okay, they dropped the price now. It's August. I think probably when does Spider Man come out? October tenth. October. Okay. I think possibly late October, possibly early November, we can see the PS Five Slim drop, and that might drop at five hundred, and that will replace essentially the the PlayStation. I don't see the slim being five hundred when uh the regular is four fifty. What? Why would I buy a slim just because it's smaller at that point? It would have to be four fifty. True. You think that'd be four? It would have to be four fifty as well, or or four hundred, and then you can buy like the uh disc drive add on if they do something like that. I don't see why. Why would you buy a slim? If it was more than the base PS5, yeah, yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. I, 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 I mean, people used to joke that it was ugly, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you have a really good point, actually. Um, the the question is then, like, I I don't know why they would drop the price now. Unless this is like just for the weekend for some weird well, reason. Well, no, because on the direct side it says until the end of the month. 
And I mean, they at that point they may be uh releasing, you know, or announcing something, but uh, this yeah, is interesting. Valid until eight twenty. Um, and I don't see why summer gaming sale. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's strange. So huh. yeah. So, I mean, the the other thing we have to consider is that, you know, Xbox's biggest game of the year slash of its entire generation is coming in early September. And for this deal to end essentially on the heels of that release, that, yeah. that could also be a thing. But yeah, this is, this is, it's just, it's weird. It's weird that they drop this is there anything that i'm missing though uh, yeah, all the bundles got a little bit of money off too for those who care yeah right yeah so everything has been kind of reduced price wise for this whole deal it's, it's interesting it's interesting we'll see what happens though uh okay that's it for the gaming news we've we've done it we've done it before we wrap this bad boy up, we have been playing a little bit of Call of Duty Season 5, and we have some impressions. Sean, what's your impressions of Call of Duty Season 5 so far? Um, I did not play it the day it came out, because uh, I was like, F Call of Duty, I'm going to finish my Apex Legends Battle Pass, because uh, the new <laughs> Apex Legends season is starting next week. Oh, okay. I think the 10th? Something like that. But, mm -hmm. uh... But I mean, they they look like they got some meaningful changes. They got disguises now. They have a, a scuba mask that lets you stay in the water for three minutes now. Uh, mm -hmm. What are the other things they got? They got that silly ass uh, M wrap. But I mean, you know, we we announced some of the changes already. Um, yeah. Have you have you been in DMZ much since? I have somewhat, but uh. I ran into some a-holes. I ran into some nice people. You know, one dude told yeah. me he didn't give a F that I was solo. He was taking all my stuff. Mm -hmm. Another group of six men was like, oh, oh, he's doing a he's doing a hostage rescue mission. Let him up. Let him do his mission. I'm like, oh, well, all right. That's... <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you. You know. Caught me off guard. Wait a minute. Are you a black man? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh I've I've run into some decent people. Yeah. And, you know, been making okay. comedy. But I I haven't seen too much of the new changes just yet. They have a new faction, set of faction missions. Um Coney. I yeah, I'm I'm I think it's called Shadow Company. I'm curious to see like this is supposed to be like I'm not gonna call it a persistent world, but you have persistent progress uh mm -hmm. so they reset all our stuff last season are they gonna do like a progress wipe every two to three seasons or something like or because once you have stuff unlocked what more could they possibly what add that's do? not gonna be groundbreaking yeah or game breaking yeah because, i mean like armor plates typically cost two fifty when you're you know you're playing. I done killed 
a certain ball so many times. My plates are now a hundred. Uh, I think my personal elf X fills are normally supposed to be like fifty thousand or something. I think mine are like twenty eight thousand just because I go around doing certain tasks mm-hmm. and what have you. So, so I think to answer your question about the reset, yeah, I think the answer to that is that. We get a reveal event for Modern Warfare 3 August 17th. And I think yeah. that is going to answer when, like, how, how, what's going to happen to Warzone DMZ. Like, there, so I've been, I, I, as I said earlier in this cast, I watched a couple of streamers who do DMZ stuff. And there is, there is a new ship in Al Mazar, uh-huh. like, in the water. And there's a bunch of, like, I guess nuclear missiles on the ship. Is there? And the um, there's a mission where you go over there and you get some notes for the nuclear stuff or whatever, and you do okay. some stuff and you complete the mission. And you just kind of carry on. I think it's very possible that they can do a like, oh, we're gonna change the Almazra map and just like nuke stuff or something, and like that could be like a hard reset to everything, and that changes the map. Because I think they did that for. Warzone, right? When they went from Modern Warfare to Black Ops? Right? I guess. Um, yeah. I think they have too many too many maps now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe yeah. It, a, it, a cycling of maps or something like uh, every 12 hours or something. I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't I don't know the player numbers how they're able to sustain uh four and a half you know four right, and a half yeah. maps across people because there are times where it takes a while to get into a match now and mm-hmm. you know uh, I don't know it is what yeah. it is yeah yeah so like I am I'm interested to see what they do with it because like i've I've mentioned this before like there's rumors that there's supposed to be a zombie event in october that and it's also supposed to be a like uh a nighttime mode or nighttime version of almazra that we're gonna jump into or something so there's all these things that that's gonna happen in, in in the future but like i'm really looking at that modern warfare 3 reveal event to see like okay like what's actually gonna happen to this because I agree with you. I feel like DMZ is in a interesting place where it's like, all right, well, you do that loop a couple of times and it's just like, all right, well, what am I really extracting out of this that's worth value? Like, what am I really doing here other than just like finding my like stories in this mode? And like sometimes that's that's all you really need. But I am I still I still enjoy playing DMZ with you guys. Like I am I, do you, when you jump in, do you jump in solo or do you just do squad fill? I always do solo. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm I think I'm gonna man. like start doing squad fill and kind of see how that goes. I don't remember. I don't. I think I was either playing with you or Sabian the last time I did DMZ, and like mm-hmm. we ended up being like a a team of six. <laughs> was that with you or was that Sabian? Um, probably with Sabian. Okay, yeah, 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 and like. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I really hate the 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 six team, the six man teams. But it's yeah. like the issue is that once you get into a team that big, doing your missions becomes kind of just like, I right, know, well, ah, I still just walk off and do my own thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think for us, like, because we were the, the six man team was like kind of together, and it was just kind of like, all right, well, I guess we'll just be the toxicity that we all hate so much. Let's get a hot hunt contract and go kill some people. And it's just like, it sucks that you just kind of devolve into that. I left. It's they wanted. Oh, okay. I, I was actually in a six man, and they said, "Hey, let's go uh, do a hunt." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm good. I'm I'm hopping in. The, you know, I'm hopping." In okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, so yeah, like, I would I would love to see them take a new approach with the whole six man team and like what you do if you become a six man team like what's available to you i think you if should there only was more be able to, do, to hunt a squad as big or bigger than you yeah i agree i totally agree like i think it'd be cool if if you become a six man team mm-hmm. you get access to like a stronger version of the stronghold and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is only available to six-man teams or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is new on the map. So, like, that gives them something to go do that's not, like, bully everybody else on the map. And it's just, like, I think that's the issue. Like, especially when you think of Call of Duty, you think of just, like, finding other people to shoot and kill. And it's like, that's a thing. And it's like, you're going to carry the mentality into DMZ, even though that's not necessarily what you're supposed to be doing. And apparently you get marked. I don't know if this, how often this is a thing, but you get marked if you start killing people. Yeah, but you shouldn't get marked if you're defending yourself from a team because that happened to me the other day. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it that whole marking thing is pretty much just a wide thing, like a wide catch-all for a, just any per any player who kills a a X number of players will get yeah. marked, and the way that works is you will start getting um, a hunt squad on you. But the hunt squad isn't actual players. It's AI that's like disguised as players. So they're like two plated AI that like comes after you and they will like try to take you down or whatever. But it's no, I think you get marked on the map for other players. From what I've no, seen well, you get marked in the I, I don't I don't know. From what I've seen, I I haven't seen like them be like, oh, there's a six man team over there, like. I've mm-hmm. seen from the perspective of the people, I guess, doing the killing and what happens to them. And like yeah. they just get like swarmed by like stronger versions of the AI people or whatever. But um yeah, I think I just like I haven't jumped into solo DMZ in a while. And it's just because I don't feel like having to deal with like the possibility of like being confronted with a six-man team it's like all right well i don't have a stealth vest because you guys just made like unlocking this stuff kind of difficult and there goes the gear that i brought in and it's just like okay well sometimes it's a little bit easier to maneuver if you're by yourself and that's why i do it you don't have to worry about guiding your team along with you that's true too. A stealth vest. yeah 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 i think the stealth vest is like the stealth vest is like super key to like survival now versus like it being the comms or whatever so yeah, um, oh, I, before we jump, or before we end this, I do want to talk about the game mode Havoc, which is essentially a normal like team deathmatch or like kill confirm or whatever. But the difference here, the added seasoning to this is they add different abilities every X number of minutes or whatever into the game. And like, you have a total of, I think six, like five or six. So you can be playing a match, and then the first thing you get is gravity or no gravity, 
which essentially like your jumps are much bigger. Moon jumps. Um, say what? Moon. Moon jumps. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing you can get is like a persistent advanced UAV that just stays on the map so everyone can see each other. And then you can get a auto feed, which is just unlimited ammo. Your gun just constantly reloads itself. Uh, or ammo After itself. a kill, it reloads itself. Uh, they got a after kills, they'll throw like a what's the scanning? Like martyrdom. Martyrdom. <laughs> yes, that word. <laughs> <laughs> um and and the, and the scanning uh tactical grenade i don't remember the damn name of it oh the snapshot there you go that's what happened okay so that happened to me and i was like what who is throwing all these snapshots like what is going on i had no idea it came from the person that, like, okay. <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense now mm-hmm. and then they have um uh the one that i hate the most which is third person view which switches your your camera to third person and it makes inc- it makes it incredibly difficult to shoot, kill, or just just breathe in that game when it's in third person, especially if you have a sniper rifle, because the snapping between your your scope and like your it's person is not instant. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I just died so many times. Um, I think there's other stuff I just forgot, but yeah, overall, I I've had a good time in that mode when the perks are reasonable, yeah. but again. When they do third person mode, it's just like, all right, well, this is a wash for me because I don't, I don't like this one. But there's supposed to be newer stuff that's going to be um, doled out in the future. Uh, overall, I think season five has been pretty good. I, I don't dislike it if that helps. It's not like, oh my god, this is the best season of Call of Duty ever. It's just, oh, this is good. Like the, there hasn't been anything that's been like, oh, this is, this is not good. So there's that. There's that. All right, I think I think we're done. I think we have uh, wrapped this puppy up and gonna take it out to the park. I don't. Know. Anyways, this has been another episode of Press Start Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We enjoy making it. Don't forget, don't forget, you can like this video, subscribe to the channel, and the notification bell. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast service you're currently using. You can join our Discord by going to pressxnumber2star.com slash Discord. You can enjoy your day, have a lovely, lovely time playing games. I don't know. You can go to the park. You can you can walk that same dog that I just wrapped up. Um, what what can they do, Sean? What, what can they do? Um, I don't know. Just love us. That's all we ask for. Hey, hey, hey. Just love us. Appreciate you. Appreciate us. Like the video. Just like the video. That's all you gotta do. All right. See ya. Play games. <laughs>